This episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast is brought to you by listeners like you who donated $1 a month through Craft Sanity's Patreon page. Learn more at craftsanity.com. Hi, I'm Jennifer Ackerman Haywood, and you're listening to the Craft Sanity Podcast, an interview show all about art, craft, and creativity. Well, if you couldn't express yourself, how would you de-stress yourself? And if you couldn't make and build and sing... And knit and paint and dance and spin Would you go crazy? Well, if you're going crazy Here's something amazing To help you keep it together One, two, three Craft Sanity, Craft Sanity Hello and welcome to episode 198. On this episode, I'm going to bring you a conversation that I recorded this week with Alessandra Hayden. She is the bright light and creative force behind Just Be Happy Crochet Patterns. She has been crocheting since she was a little girl. She started when she was eight and she'll tell you the whole story of how she got into it in a moment. But I've been following Alessandra's work for many years. We got connected near the beginning of my podcasting days, and I've been following her career from afar ever since. Alessandra has self-published a book. She's published many, many patterns herself on Ravelry and online, so people have been enjoying her patterns for years. Recently, she was approached by a publisher and got her first book deal. Her book is really, really good. I'm actually working on, I started uh, one of the patterns today. It has some slouchy hats in it, and I just love those slouchy hats. Her book is called Modern Tapestry Crochet, and it's coming out in July. I don't know about you, but I have not done a lot of tapestry crochet. Tapestry crochet does require a little more concentration, but I was really surprised at actually how easy it is when you just take the time to follow some directions which sometimes I admit I'm in too much of a hurry to do. But uh, this book is really great because I sat down today and was able to quickly make the band of a hat and then get started following the pattern. And it's really fun to change colors. I didn't really realize how much fun that could be because I have not done a lot of color changing with my crochet, except if I'm switching between rows. It's really, really fun. I also want to take a quick moment to thank my Patreon sponsors. Thank you so much for continuing to help me keep the show going. I really appreciate your support. If you want to settle in, grab a project. We're going to pick up the conversation with Alessandra about how she got this book deal. So those of you who are on social media and you think no one's paying attention to what you're doing, you know what? Think again, because that had basically everything to do with how Alessandra got her book deal. It's amazing. I don't even know how how that happened. Um, that they contacted me and they found me, and I asked. I even asked them, and it's curious, but um, they found me through hashtags. Really? I asked. She said that she researches a lot. She wasn't sure if it was through Facebook or Instagram, 
but it was through hashtags. So well, hashtag your work. Yeah. And some people are like, oh, I don't use hashtags. I'm like, why don't you use hashtags? Yeah. So so which hashtag was it? Uh, was it tapestry crochet or? Tapestry, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Because I, I think a lot of people crochet, but fewer people do tapestry crochet. But the thing is, you've been out there because your blog, just be, is it just, is it still just be happy crochet? That's, yeah, that's my website. And you can go to my blog from there. And so you've been doing that, though, for how long? Officially since 2008, as Just Be Happy. Who taught you how to crochet? Yeah, I learned to crochet from my grandma, my dad's mom. I was about eight or nine. I, I can't remember for sure. Um, but my mom passed away. That's why I am actually excited to turn 40, because my mom was 39 when she passed away. Oh, and I spent a lot of time at my grandma's house, and she wanted to keep me busy, so she taught me to crochet. I learned with silk thread and a really tiny little hook. Oh, my word. And I thought, my gosh, if I can crochet with this tiny little hook and this slippery thread, I can crochet with anything. And I stopped for a while when I was like in middle school. But then in high school, I started seeing like garments. And I thought, well, I guess I could make that my own or my, myself. So that's when I picked up again. In 2008, I was pregnant. And unfortunately, I had a stillborn baby. And I needed something to mm. keep me busy. And that's when I started crocheting madly. And I was making so many things. And my husband at some point was just like giving me the eye rolls. Right. Yeah. Where are you putting all of this stuff that you're making? So, so I opened an Etsy shop to sell the stuff I made so I could buy more yarn. People started contacting me like, where did you get that pattern? And I was like, well, I made it myself. Do you sell your patterns? And... So I thought, well, maybe I should. And that's how I started. I started selling my patterns and that's how I'm here right now. Yeah, well, and it's one of those things. I know that right after you, when you started crocheting, um, I, I think I had shared something on my podcast about, because um, I had a miscarriage, which is, you know, it's different than what you went through because you, you're, you're, I'm definitely not trying to say that was on the same plane because it really isn't. But, um, you know, as moms, we grieve the same way, um, mm -hmm. you know, especially when you're trying to start a family. And I had shared a, uh, an essay that I wrote about miscarriage and, um, mm -hmm. and you wrote me a letter after that and wrote me a couple letters. And then I immediately wrote back and we kind of got connected that way. And one of the things that it seems like I mean, twice in your life now, when you're a child, and then again, when you're an adult, it sounds like crocheting kind of, I mean, do you feel like that was kind of something that helped you cope some difficult times just to be able to keep your hands busy? Absolutely. When I was counting the stitches, you know, I wasn't thinking about anything else. Your business has kind of evolved based on how people responded to you and your work. When so you tried to sell finished products yeah. and people were more interested in not the finished product, they wanted the pattern for it. Yeah, they wanted to make it themselves. You know? <laughs> right. Was that maddening at first? Because you're like, wait, I have this finished product here. Can you just buy that? You know. What I mean? No, because I sold what I made, and that's at some point I decided to stop because I was making like ten hats a day and I couldn't oh keep gosh. up. So I thought, well, I'm I, I'm done selling finished 
items because I didn't have time to create anything new. So it was it was great. I was still selling what I made, but were you able to get the money of what it was really worth? Like if you made 10 hats a day, how much could you sell your hats for? Well, at that time, I was selling them to uh, newborn photographers okay. as props. So I was selling each hat for $30. Oh, okay. So that wasn't too bad. I mean, that was worth your while. No. No, no it wasn't? But no. <laughs> it was hard for my family because all I was doing was crocheting. Oh, yeah. All okay. the time. Right. If I wanted to create anything else, and it's, for me, it's like trial and error. Sometimes I don't do, like, it's not, doesn't come out the way I thought. So I try again. So it's not just, oh, I, I had an idea and boom, it's <laughs> perfect the way I thought. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, so you needed that time to not make 10 hats of the same kind. You need to, yeah. to move on to the next project. Because it was burning me out. Well, it's probably hard on your hands too. I mean, yes. you get tired, like physically tired. Yeah. yeah. So and my shoulders were so sore. <laughs> so when you had these requests coming at you and you said, what year was that about when you started doing the patterns? Uh, it was like about a year later from, because I had to learn to read the patterns in English because all I knew was in Portuguese. So I had to start reading patterns in English to learn how to write them. And how hard was that? Was Did you have someone who helped you or did you just kind of figure it out? Just on my own. Yeah, I did have people that helped me testing them. Do you have that same group of people helping you out? I have a nice group of ladies. I have a group on Facebook that they help me test all my patterns. Oh, and... that's so nice. And do you know these people in person? I just know one because she lives here near me, not not the same town, but not too far. She works at a yarn shop in, in my town, so it's perfect. How did you find this group? I think I made a call for testers on my page. I give them a chance. And if they do a nice job, if they just take the pattern and never respond. <laughs> I was oh, there. no. The, oh, no. I'd be <laughs> afraid of that That's their one chance. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there are a lot of people that are great. And they do a wonderful job. How many patterns roughly have you authored in all this time? Oh, that's, I, I don't know. My website, I try to make a pattern a month. Okay. And you've been doing this for years. So there's quite a few. Yeah. But then I, then I sent patterns to magazines and then I had my book. So I'm not sure how many I had or yarn companies that own my patterns. And so I, I don't know, but for my website, I try one a month. Why did you want to publish a book? It was like a bucket list for me to publish a book and at the time I I I just didn't have the nerve to write a pitch to any publishing company and I didn't even do the the same thing this time they just found me because I just didn't know how to go about to doing that so I'm I feel really lucky that they found me <laughs> but I, yeah at the time I just wanted to do it and I had it in my head and I decided I was going to do it. So I found um, a photographer and a group of ladies to test my patterns. And I asked friends to read and everybody helped me. And that's how that first book happened. 
what was it like after that came out? I was really proud. But now looking back, I see how much my style has changed and how much my crochet has evolved. I don't know. I'm glad that I didn't look for a publishing company at the time. I think things happen at the, the, the right time. Well, you're definitely way more advanced now. I mean, I'm just looking at this tapestry stuff and I'm just like, holy crap. Like, this is really, really good. <laughs> like, I mean, it, it's really, really good. And um, and so you've gone beyond um, making hats that, you know, and, and, and the hats are cool. I like, I have your hat book and um, it's very cute. And Are you still selling that? Can people still get a copy of that? Uh, I believe so. Not Not through me, but I think the publishing company i went through still sells them i will do get royalties through them but... oh that's nice yeah okay yeah yeah so you have the royalties from uh your first book coming in that was called just be happy which is a throwback to the name of your blog and um and and do you want to explain that a little bit why did you choose just be happy for your blog yeah it's back to that time when you know i i moved here from brazil and it was i live in washington and it's gray a lot. The, the skies are gray. And I was a little sad to be here in my family saw in Brazil. And my husband said, you know, you you just have to be happy. <laughs> it's just in you. That stuck in my head. I thought, well, just be happy. And I thought, well, that's the only name I can think to open a shop that's when I opened my shop I, I thought I'm the only one that can make myself myself happy so I put just be happy how did you meet your husband did you meet him here or in Brazil I was an exchange student and he used to play Brazilian jiu-jitsu and we had a, a friend in common that played jiu-jitsu with him and he just wanted us to meet he said we were perfect for each other we, we were both like a little skeptical what's <laughs> right. wrong with that person <laughs> right so we went on a blind date that's how we met so after my year of being exchange student was over I went back to Brazil and my husband went to Brazil for three times for two months each time to meet my family yeah well and how old were you guys when you met I was 23 and he was 28 and when we when I got married, I was twenty five. Okay, so he so two he, years late. Yeah, so that so it turns out your friend was right, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Your blind date worked out. Yeah, so don't be afraid of blind dates. Any of the listeners out there that have friends <laughs> that are trying to fix them up, don't be afraid. Sometimes it works out really, really well. Oh. <laughs> and so, how long have you guys been married now? Uh, this July will be 12 years. Oh, congratulations. That's great. And you have two beautiful children, which is... I do. Yeah. And tell us about your kids. So, um, you have a son and a daughter. Yes. I have Lucas and he's eight. And Sophia, she's five. They're both darling. And your daughter looks just <laughs> like you. Like She's like a mini... Alessandra it's crazy how much she looks like you that's that's got to be is it like looking in a mirror sometimes like <laughs> it's funny because a lot of people say she looks like my husband but I don't know so what is it like to be a mom I just love it I I didn't know that 
being a mom would be so much fun. And I, I don't know. I think after I had that big loss, I knew that I wanted to stay home. I wanted to be with them. And I just feel very lucky. It's it's just amazing to see them growing up and to be here and to be the one raising them. And I have no words. I just think it's just a blessing. It's just nice. So what do your kids think about your crocheting? Do they request things from you or give you ideas? No, they do. They request <laughs> and they correct people. And somebody, if anybody asks, like, are you knitting? Oh. Like, no, that's not knitting. She's crocheting. <laughs> so it's cute. That's really funny. And, yeah, he asked, they, Lucas especially, oh, I want this, like a head like this, like a Minecraft or whatever it is he's always asking me for something new and I still make it for him because I don't know for how long he will be proud to wear the things I make now that you have this book out what did your kids say about it is my picture in this book <laughs> that's the first <laughs> thing they asked that's so funny <laughs> and the answer to that was was that no because it looks like they're models it wasn't I didn't see no, that. No, I said there is only one picture of me, but this is not a kid's book. <laughs> and they, <laughs> your name, I, but I told them your name is on the book. Yeah, and was that enough for them? But they, they were they were excited. They, they tell people my mom has a book, and oh, it's just so cute. That's so cute. Yeah, they're proud. <laughs> they're proud of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this book. So, um, this is uh, the focus is tapestry crochet. And maybe can you tell me, because you were contacted by a publisher and they, what did they ask you to do? What were they asking you for? They wanted me to write like a book about tapestry and they um, wanted accessories. Okay. So that was what the marching uh, orders there. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, I, they, they said I could put a couple of like houseware stuff. So I put a couple of blankets that I was really in love with. And but so mainly accessories. Okay, so you have some really cute. There's a, some cute bags in here. Let's see, I'm scrolling mm -hmm. through. Um, yeah, <laughs> a really great blanket. That blanket, black and white blanket, is really something else. It looks really challenging. Now the all the all these that things one, do. All of these do. Yeah. And what do you have to say about that? Because I don't want to scare people and be like, oh, you know. That, no, that that black. I just wanted to mention something about the black blanket. It was uh, black and white. It was inspired by the Copacabana beach in Brazil. Oh, I yeah. have a picture yeah. of my mom walking on that beach. Oh, And that's I so thought nice. that would be so great to make that because it's an iconic yeah. sidewalk in Brazil. Yeah. So I was so frustrated trying to design that it wasn't working the math like you I hate math right and so it's kind I, of key to designing unfortunately yeah <laughs> yeah so I was crying because I was so frustrated so my husband said just walk away I will draw the graph for you so he helped me draw the graph oh so that's I, so, so nice because I have a so I took a picture of him drawing the graph for me and it, it worked out I told him hey now I just need to teach you to crochet <laughs> <laughs> and you have like an in-house assistant your design assistant yeah. yes yes yeah. he loves math so well that's great. perfect yeah you definitely have to get him involved more often it sounds like what advice do you have for those of us who might be like oh man this looks kind of this looks challenging 
It's not. It's just single crochet. You just have to not crochet too tight and work on your color changes. That's that's the key. It's just and are you floating that, the um with like the slouch hat, the one that's um the point point of slouch hat um that has like four colors to it. Are you carrying the yarn behind? And I know you have a great technique section in the front. Mm -hmm. But for most of these, do you prefer to carry the yarn behind, like a fair isle knitting? Or what is your favorite method for I I like colors? to crochet over. Okay. So it doesn't get so, caught on your... So, you know. No. Yeah. You know, you're, if you have a bobby pin in your hand right. or if you put your hand through, nothing gets caught. Or if you try to wash it. Right. So I just crochet over it and I never use more than two colors in one row or round. Never. Okay, that's it, nice. It, so you keep it simple. So, yes, it, the hat might have four colors, but I never use more than two in one round. Which is great because that simplifies things quite a bit. But these look so yes, impressive. All like all these projects look yep. like so impressive. So people that want to really impress their group of crafters, you make one of these bags and you show up and just nonchalantly put it down. You know, you're going to be, people are going to notice that. <laughs> <laughs> just don't even say a word. You're, it's a great way to trick people. They think you're doing like, <laughs> but it's simple. Well, I mean, it's it, really not. It, if you learn how to change colors, you're set. Yeah, no, I'm going to, I really want to do, like, I pretty much want to make every pattern because I, I love these patterns. They're so fun. And I, so what got you into the tapestry crochet? Like what inspired you to start doing tapestry? Because I love Fair Isle, but my knitting is not my forte. So yeah. I have to do something that looks like knitting somehow, but it's crochet. And I really love the color work, really the the color changes and being able to create these geometric designs is just my favorite. So I just thought, well, I'm just going to have to do it in crochet since the knitting is not going, getting any better here. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been doing the tapestry? Uh, maybe a few years. Started a few years that when I really wanted to do <laughs> the Fair Isle, but really realized that I couldn't do anything really well in knitting I mean I can make a beanie but I couldn't make a garment or what was the first project you came up with for this book let me think I started like with full of ideas and then I started like oh I want this to go to the book that to go to the book and then I started thinking well, I'm missing some accessories here, so then I started. But I, I feel like I always go start with hats. So it was probably one of the hats that I mean. Did you have more patterns for your website, the overflow patterns? Do you have more that you designed that aren't in the book? No, some of them I just thought, no, I, I, I'm not going with this idea and... But they were really nice. They they liked. I thought I was so thankful they didn't make me do redo anything. They oh, liked good. my color choices. I because they told me if they didn't like my color choices, <laughs> they they would make me redo the symbols. Oh, and goodness. they liked all of my colors. Oh, so good. So thankful that they approved all the symbols I made. 
And they, I, I told them about the names. I said, you are feel free to change them because <laughs> I had no idea what to name them. It was hard enough to name my kids. So <laughs> I was okay. <laughs> so when did you actually finish this book? It had to be a while ago. It took me a whole year from writing the manuscript to writing the patterns, making the samples. And I think my last deadline was in March. What was your favorite part of the whole experience? I just loved seeing everything come together. When I saw the pictures that they sent me, I was just thrilled. I thought that the girls, the models were so beautiful. And I thought that it reflects my style. And I was just pleased to see all the work that I put in to turn out so nice. I just loved it. I thought it was it was really amazing. I'm really thankful. Have you gotten to meet any authors? Any of the people that you admire their work? I have. I usually go to the crochet conference for the Crochet Guild of America. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so where, have, where do they have yeah. that? Where do they hold that conference? It changes every year. So this year is in Chicago, which unfortunately I'm not going because we have family vacation at the exact same time. But Last year was in South Carolina, and okay. I went to that, and the year before it was in San Diego. Yeah, so who have you gotten to meet? Who are some of the crocheters that you really admire? I met Lily Chan and Doris Chan, and I have a lot of friends. Like, they are self-publishers, and we hang out. Like, I love, like, Susan from Felted Button. She's, she's like, awesome. And Jennifer from A Crochet Simplicity. So we all hang out together and we are like internet friends. <laughs> and we, we, we meet like every year in the conference. Well, unfortunately, like I said, I can't go this year and it's too bad. What are you hoping that people take away from this book? I hope they get brave to try this technique. It's not hard and it looks more intimidating than really is and you're going to be happy that you tried because it pays off it's beautiful and and like i said it's just it's simple what do you want to do next um right now i'm making some patterns for my website and i have some commissions from british magazines oh that's awesome that i haven't started yeah for like christmas editions do you find that is Instagram or Facebook more beneficial to you as a as to kind of get people that traffic to your site to buy your patterns? I think still Facebook. Instagram is a closed second. And how much time do you spend on Facebook? More time than I want to admit. Oh really? <laughs> like <laughs> is it so is that every day you're spending time every day on there? I go to Facebook every day. And I check my messages and I look for things to post and I try to interact with people. So how many people do you have roughly on Facebook? How big is your community? I think I have around 35,000. That's a lot. That's good. That's really good. And and I know with the algorithm, we can't reach. They charge us to reach our people, which <sighs> is just crazy. But do you find yeah. that? Do you, ha do you do that? Do you advertise or do you just I stay don't. active? No. No, I just stay active. I didn't see a difference. I have tried to use just to test it out. 
and see what would happen. It didn't make a difference. Yeah, it didn't make a difference for me, so I don't. On Instagram, are you using that daily as well? I try, but just because I have fun, I use the Instagram for, you know, my family and so I'm already on my phone taking pictures. I love taking pictures. So I, I just, it doesn't bother me to use it. It's just, hey, I can show you, show, show someone my yarn and my crochet. Why not? <laughs> right. right. No, I, I really love Instagram because I like taking pictures. So I think for those of us yeah. who like photography, Instagram is a natural, you know, it's, it seems very natural to be there. And for people who are just starting out, what advice do you have for up-and-coming designers who have that book dream on their bucket list and they're trying to figure out, like, how do I how do I get discovered? What what advice would you have? Other than using the hashtags, I would say, like, make stuff that you like to make. I think it shows when you make something that you like other than making something just because you think it's trendy. It's just, I don't know. Just be creative. I try when I make something, I try to look for my idea on the internet to make sure nobody made it before. And then do you just decide not to do it if someone had made it before? Yeah. 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 I have abandoned ideas before because I thought, oh, someone, it's not the same, but it's pretty close to what I thought. So I'm not making that. So do you want to do another book or do you want to take a little break? I don't know. I want to see how this one goes first before I... <laughs> Fair enough. You know, that's very reasonable. Do you think you'll do more self-publishing down the road? Do you think you do like a compilation of your own work again? Or do you think you would go with... Because you've done both now. I really love working with a publishing company. If I have to do it again, it would be through the, a publishing company again. Well, and you can just focus on the part you like to do and not have to worry about orchestrating all the photography and yes yeah finding they know that part better than i do so i'm thankful for them if people want to connect with you is the best way to do that to join your community would be your facebook page is that the best facebook instagram or they can email me i'm always online so <laughs> i try to respond as fast as i can has it become un unmanageable for you though i mean I'm imagining that you get you hear from a lot of people. I mean, are you still able to respond to everybody? I try to. Yeah, I might take a day if I, you know, if you're super busy, but a day or two, but I try to get back to everyone. Are you making more off your crochet business now than you would if you maybe worked at the local yarn shop? Yeah, I I, I think I, I and I have a lot of friends that do this. If you want to put enough time, you can make a living out of it how long did it take you to get to that point because some people get upset or they get discouraged if it doesn't happen overnight and it never does happen overnight really uh, <laughs> no how many years did you put in before you felt like okay this is oh like my this gosh. is a job that is sustaining me it took a long time i, I don't know <laughs> uh, at least five years and now do you have just people who contact you asking you to submit work to them as opposed to having to try to find homes for your patterns? Yes, and that's very nice. Do you struggle with that, though, because you might want to say yes to everything? Like, so do you have to say no sometimes now? I do struggle with that because I have a hard time saying no to anything in general. Mm -hmm. 
but I'm learning. And what's the next thing on the bucket list that you want to do? It could be a trip or a, what, what, what else is left on your list that you want to do? It's silly, but my next thing, I want to plant a tree. That's awesome. What kind of tree? It's, yeah, pretty, I, no, I know, I'm not particular. I just want to plant a tree. Oh, that'll it's be silly, fun. right? No, it's not it's silly. It's simple. I, I should accomplish that easily. Thank you so much and congratulations. Yeah, a special thanks to Alessandra for coming on the show and congrats once again for producing a really cool book. I know I'm enjoying it. I recommend it to you guys at home. What I like about it is that I can make more complicated projects now and they're actually super easy. So I, I really appreciate the little nudge that this book has given me to put more color changes into my crochet. Pretty awesome. Now I just need more time to put more color changes into my crochet. <laughs> That's a whole separate issue. But anyway, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I have recorded some more shows. I am uh, going to be releasing one next week that is going to be about a Michigan potter. And I'm going to do some studio shots on Friday of this week. So I am excited about that. I'm going to go take some photos at the studio and have those on the website when the podcast comes up. And I, again, want to thank my Patreon sponsors for helping to keep the show going. I really appreciate that. I am going to be opening the show back up to sponsors. What I'm going to do is have some prepaid slots. I really would love to get my art and craft column going again. What I'm going to try to do is figure out a way to do a mix of features on local people and then also some people from around the globe. My old format was to actually go and meet everyone in person. And unfortunately, the Craft Sanity travel budget is not just infinite, but I am going to be working on that plan because I've tried to make my way through the world without writing on a regular basis and just teaching other people how to write. I just have to say that's not quite doing it for me. If you're hearing this and you're like, oh, you know, I have some ideas for her, you can send those to Jennifer at CraftSanity.com. I'd love to hear from you. If you want to partner, if you'd like to sponsor something like that, I'm thinking the delivery system I'm going to use is going to be my newsletter. I'd like to send a, a, a newsletter out every week or two weeks with a column or some story in it, and then also have some links to some other things, some updates about the podcast, and just some other interesting things I find around the web and some maybe behind-the-scenes things that are happening here. I'll also post these on craftsanity.com. In the meantime, I also have completed... All the instructions and all the videos for, oh my word, so many new Craft Sanity looms. I have a new Kindred series that a friend and I made, and I basically have my hand on every single loom. I go and pick out boards, I drill holes, sand boards, pound in pegs, and test them out. I've gotten to weave so much in the last six months, and that's been really fun. I'm making a lot of blankets out of my deck. I set these looms up on the deck and weave blankets in the sun and it's so wonderful. So I have blanket looms in a large size and a smaller, more manageable size. <laughs> I have a cowl loom, a hat loom, triangle loom that makes banners. I'm working on some hexagon looms. That's the newest releases that will be coming out in probably a week or two. Yeah, and I forgot one of the looms. It, it, this is actually one of the first ones that I made was a scarf loom. I'm looking to do a couple other looms. I'm going to try to get them done before the Michigan Fiber Festival, which I'll be at 
the Michigan Fiber Festival at the Allegan County Fairgrounds here in Michigan on August 19th and 20th. I'll be there earlier in the week taking pictures for the festival folks to help them with kind of getting the word out on social media about what they're doing and also be collecting story ideas for my own website. And then I'm going to be at another show. This one is going to be in Jackson on July 29th. That's Saturday at Sand Hill Crane Vineyards from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. for a really cool show. I haven't been to this show before, but apparently what happens is they have vendors and the vendor tables kind of circle this open craft area so you can come with your friends sit have lunch do some wine tasting drink some latte whatever whatever you want to do sit and talk and chat and work on projects so you can shop the vendors take a break eat lunch go shop the vendors again it sounds like a dream kind of show i'd like to attend this just as a shopper um, so I'm going as a vendor. Hopefully I'll have some time to look around at the other booths as well, but I'm really glad to be going to this one. So I will be weaving and demonstrating how the looms work. I'm also working on some workshop dates. Uh, if you're local in West Michigan area and you're interested in learning how to weave on one of these new looms that I have, feel free to get in touch because I do actually individual lessons with people. I uh, teach out of the local library by my house. If you have a group of friends, I might be able to come to you uh, and teach everyone how to weave all at once, but we'll we'll see uh, how that goes depending on how big your group is and what we can manage. Um, I also wanted to mention that the Craft Sanity YouTube channel has a new video that I posted that does a summary of all the new looms in my collection. It shows what you can make on the looms and how they look. And I basically sound like a super geek talking about these looms because, I mean, this is not an act, folks. I really, really like these looms. Because I like them so much, I'm not really super motivated to sell them all because I'm, like, really happy to have looms all over the place, which is really bad for my family. But, yeah, so I really, I do, for the sake of my family, I do need to sell these looms and uh, get them into good homes Anyway, if you're interested in checking those out, you can head over to the Craft Sanity YouTube page. I'll also put a link on craftsanity.com so you can get there from the posting about this episode of the podcast. Another way to stay in the loop is to go to craftsanity.com and sign up for the newsletter. That will include some coupons for my Etsy shop. So if you're eyeing one of those big looms from the new collection... You can save a little bit of money if you use those coupon codes that I'll be sending out in the newsletter. All right, folks, I'm going to get back to work. I've enjoyed our time together, as I hope you have enjoyed as well. I hope you're feeling really inspired to use hashtags now after hearing Alessandra's story. I already use a lot of hashtags, so I don't have to convert. I'm just waiting for my moment for someone to discover me through the hashtags. We'll see what happens. I use some really weird hashtags, like Justine the Cat and stuff like that. And unless I want to write a cat book, that probably isn't going to help me too much. But, you know, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Okay, I'm going to get back to work, and I will be back soon. Next week, in fact, with another podcast. Thanks again to all my sponsors and listeners. I really appreciate it. And if you want to sponsor the show and get a chance to share information about your product or service with my audience, get in touch. We might be able to collaborate. That would be really fun. But again, I got to get back to work now. There's a lot to do. I'll see you next week. In the meantime, Craft Sanity, my friends, it works for me. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Craft Sanity Podcast. To support the show, click the Patreon link at craftsanity.com to donate $1 a month or buy a handmade loom or magazine at craftsanity.etsy.com. Same time next week.